What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode here on the T. Clark Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Clark, and today we're back for another installment of the Ultimate Guide to Fat Loss. We're nearing the end of this series. I believe next week is going to be the last series. We'll wrap everything up and tie it all together. But today, we're going to discuss meal timing, meal frequency, nutrient timing, and all that stuff, which falls into the category. I would just categorize it generally as meal timing. Um which is getting towards the top of that pyramid. So yes, you can see some benefit from paying attention to this stuff, but you don't need to concern yourself that much with it and really stress over it all that much. Now, again, if you're getting more, if you're more experienced and you have some higher level goals, then yes, meal timing and nutrient timing will definitely play a role. But like, if you're just getting started, don't stress too much about this. This is purely for your education. I'm gonna provide you with some very simple and easy strategies that you can implement right off the bat that won't cause you too much stress and actually that help alleviate some of your stress around hitting your macros and stuff like that. So before we get into that, as always, if you enjoy the episode, if you find it helpful in any way, shape or form, I would really appreciate it if you went ahead and shared it with at least one person who you know that you think would benefit from it as well. The more people we can get listening to the podcast, the more people we can help. And that's always the goal with this. I just want to help as many people as possible with this podcast for free. So if you could just share it with one person who you think it would benefit as well, that would mean the world to me. And if you enjoy the episode, go ahead and share it on your Instagram story. Take a screenshot, tag me in it, and let me know what your biggest takeaway was. Um, let me know what one thing you learned was, what you want to hear on the podcast going forward. I want to hear from you. I want to connect with you. So post on your Instagram story. Make sure to tag me in it so I can say what's up. And I believe that wraps up the announcements. Oh, if you haven't already, it's been out for a while. But if you haven't already, for whatever reason, definitely go ahead and check out the Athlete's Guide to Nutritional Periodization. You'll find that down below, 75 pages, nine chapters, literally takes you step by step through the process of creating your own individualized nutrition prescription. So if you're an athlete, if you know anyone who is an athlete, like if you're a parent or a coach, this book is a must read and it's completely free. All you got to do is enter in your name, your email down below, and it's all yours completely free. And there's a free video course that comes along with it that'll take you through each of the concepts. So Definitely not something you want to miss out on, but without further ado, well, first of all, thank you so much for listening. As always, I can't forget to say that. I really do appreciate you taking the time out of your day to tune in, but without further ado, let's get into the ultimate guide to fat loss, meal timing. All right, so meal timing and nutrient timing. Like I said in the intro, we're kind of getting towards the top of the pyramid now, and these things that we're discussing today they're helpful and they'll get you a little bit further. They're going to definitely make an impact. There's a reason why they're on the pyramid in the first place, what they're, why they're in the picture in the first place, but there's no reason to stress all that much over them, especially if this is your first go around with this sort of stuff. Um, my goal with this episode, when it comes to meal timing and meal frequency and nutrient timing and stuff like that is to give you strategies that are going to, that with meal timing, they're going to help you alleviate some of the stress that comes along with, trying to hit your macros, not add to it. Because some of the meal timing strategies and stuff like that, like carb timing and all this stuff, we'll talk about that briefly, but I don't want to bog you down with all that information. Because if you're first getting started with this fat loss thing, you don't need to worry about that all that much. The main benefit I see of like worrying about meal frequency and like how many meals you have when you have them in terms of fat loss, especially when you're first getting started, this is your first go around, is just as an adherence tool. Because research has shown time and time again that overall calories are what matters the most. Again, followed by macros and like the, the, the distribution of those calories and stuff like that. Meal frequency and meal timing 
is a tool that allows us to create a schedule for you that allows you to hit those calories and macros on a daily basis. They're used as an adherence tool. Um, not necessarily because eating six meals a day is better for you, better for fat loss than eating two meals a day. There was this myth that like eating smaller meals more often throughout the day, like stoke the fire of your metabolism or something like that. That's been disproven. It doesn't matter if you eat two meals or if you eat six meals or if you eat eight meals or if you eat one meal. I wouldn't recommend eating one meal. Very like specific cases in which that might be beneficial. But for most of you listening to this, probably not. I would not recommend going with one meal just from an adherence perspective and like a food relationship perspective. Um, but it's besides the point. Like I said, meal timing and like determining meal frequency specifically is mainly an adherence tool. And the number of meals that you have per day should um, make it the easiest possible for you to hit your calories on a daily basis. If having five meals a day just is insanely difficult. You have a crazy schedule and there's no way you could hit those calories on a regular basis and stick to that long-term, then you shouldn't be eating five meals a day. Maybe if you have a super busy schedule, you wanna implement something like intermittent fasting and maybe skip breakfast, eat lunch, eat dinner, maybe have a snack in between there. So that way we shorten the eating window and you don't have to worry about sitting down to eat as often with your crazy schedule. Now, if you're an athlete, you might want to eat some some more meals throughout the day just so you're making sure you're fueling yourself. It, it really depends on the person and meal frequency, so how many meals you have per day, is just largely dependent on adherence. Um, typically, what I see works best for most individuals is somewhere between three to five meals per day. Um, usually, but more than five, you're kind of it's kind of just like you feel like you're eating all the time and it kind of gets in the way of your life. Less than three, like I said, there's some cases where that could, like two meals a day could be doable, um, depending on your schedule. And again, just as an adherence tool, but usually I don't like, usually like that baseline is three meals a day for what would be, what would be best for most people. Like what I see is easiest for most people to actually stick to, um, anywhere between those three to five meals per day. And another kind of side benefit of sticking to that three to five meals per day is like I said, meal, meal frequency is not necessarily influential on your fat loss or muscle gain or whatever in the context of this series, uh, fat loss. But the frequency of your protein feedings throughout the day, so separate servings of protein throughout the day, can uh, impact your muscle growth and in this context, muscle retention. It's been shown that somewhere between three to five meals per day or three to five not three, not three to five meals, three to five protein servings per day is optimal for uh, promoting or stimulating muscle protein synthesis. And if you're having protein with every meal, as you probably should be, that's a really good habit to get into, that means three to five meals per day. So that's, that's another reason why I recommend three to five meals per day. But like I said, it's mainly an adherence tool. And if two meals a day is easiest for you to stick to, cool, let's go with that for now. If we notice like your energy is shot or whatever, then okay, well, maybe we can up to three meals just so we can get some more consistent food intake throughout the day. Um, and like I said, you can go above five, you can go to six, seven, eight if you want. But at that point, it kind of gets overwhelming. And it's like, you feel like you're always having to sit down to eat and kind of break up your day. So again, um, just as an adherence tool. And another thing to keep in mind with this is not just your schedule, but like your total calorie goals. 
obviously in the case of fat loss, you're going to be in a deficit. So maybe it might be beneficial to have slightly less meals. So that way each meal is a little bit larger, a little bit more satiating. For example, if you're only eating like, let's say 1700 calories, which is pretty low, but not abnormal for, especially like a woman in a fat loss phase. Um, what I would recommend is probably sticking to closer to three meals, maybe even two, depending, just depending on how big you like your portion sizes. Cause if you haven't, 1700 calories a day spread across seven meals throughout the day you're not getting very many calories in each of those meals and it's going to be very difficult to actually stay satisfied and stay full um so that was another 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 thing to keep in mind and kind of briefly touching on muscle gain i know this is the ultimate guide to fat loss but just kind of see you have some other context like if you're eating four four thousand calories a day because you're trying to pack on some size fitting that into two meals is probably going to be very difficult even three meals that's tough so in that case, you might want to break it up into smaller meals throughout the day because they're quote-unquote smaller meals relative to, um, like, yeah, re relatively. So even if you split that 4,000 calories up, they're still not very small meals. They're still going to be like 500, 600, 700 plus calorie meals. So even though they're relatively smaller compared to what it would be if it was two meals a day, it's still not very small and it's, it'll still keep you satisfied. So that's something else you want to keep in mind. Again, in the context of fat loss, perhaps fewer meals a day would be, would be better. I could see how that, how that could be the case. I could see an argument for that because that way you can stay satiated and you can kind of fight off those cravings. But again, if you're going with like one meal per day because you want to have a huge ass meal, probably not the best call because then the rest of the day you're going to be hungry. So again, just keep that in mind. Think about that. Um, and remember, meal timing, meal frequency is mainly an adherence tool. It's a tool to make it easier for you to hit your overall calories for the day. Now, as far as macronutrient timing, so timing your different macros throughout the day, like protein, carbs, fats, as far as that, there's a couple of different ways we can go, we can go with this. First of all, I just want to talk about like if you're a beginner, like this is your first time tracking macros. Um, remember, you don't want to overcomplicate this. You want to keep it something that you can stick to. And in the grand scheme of things, meal timing isn't going to get you a crazy amount of, um, of return from it. Like, yes, you'll get some benefit from it if you dial it in, but it's not make or break by any means. So typically, from like, and remember, adherence, like even before calories and macros, adherence is the foundation of all this. So typically from an adherence perspective, when it comes to macronutrient timing, I have to keep it really, really simple if you're just getting started. And how you do this is literally just take each macro goal. Um, so for example, if you're eating 160 grams of protein, like take each macro goal and divide it by the number of meals that you're having per day. So for example, if you're eating that 160 grams of protein and you're eating four meals a day, take 160, divide it by four, Okay, you should probably aim for 40 grams of protein in each meal. Same thing, let's say you're having 200 grams of carbs per day, just for simplicity's sake. Um, by no means is this like a specific prescription for you. This is just an example. But let's say you're having 200 grams of carbs per day and you're having four meals. Just take that same 200, divide it by four, and you should probably aim to have 50 grams of carbs with each meal. Same thing with fat. Let's say you're having... 100 grams of fat per day. 
divide that by four. Just probably aim for 25 grams of fat for, per each meal. Yes, there are things that we could do to kind of switch those, like where we time certain macronutrients throughout the day. And we'll get into that in a second. But please, if you're just going to be started into this, start with what I just said. Start with just splitting it up evenly throughout the day. Just create that routine. Create that consistency. Get good at it. And then when you're really comfortable with that and you're really comfortable, just you're automatic with hitting your calories and macros every single day and you don't even really have to think about it anymore, then, okay, let's implement some nutrient timing. Let's kind of shift around the ratios of macronutrients at each meal to kind of be a little bit more appropriate for the demands of that meal. But when you're first getting started, again, don't overcomplicate it. Just keep it simple. Take the, each, take the macros, divide it by the number of meals. It's same thing with calories. That'll kind of get you the calories too. Like, um, you have 2000 calories a day, we're going to have four meals. Okay, cool. Let's make each meal 500 calories. Again, as you go, you'll find like what you prefer. And let's say, yeah, I kind of like to prefer, I uh, kind of like to have a larger dinner. Okay, cool. Maybe let's take away some calories from that like afternoon meal slash snack and move them towards dinner. So that way you have some more calories to, at your disposal. But again, just when you're first getting started, I would just recommend starting off at least those first couple weeks, just keeping it very consistent throughout the day. And then as far as like, let's say you're a little bit more advanced uh, listening to this, you have some experience, you've tracked macros before, now you're just really looking to dial it in. There are some things you can do. And I kind of want to break it down by each macro. And really the timing largely, like what I'm going to focus on right now is like timing it around your training. Because um, that's the most like widespread application for nutrient timing for, um, for that sort of thing. So we really want to focus around timing certain nutrients around your training. Now for protein, I just recommend regardless of where you're at, just keeping the protein constant um, throughout the day with each meal. Like that 160, if you have four meals, okay, cool. 40 grams of protein at each meal. Carbs and fats are where we're going to want to play around with it a little bit. And it can be a little bit helpful to kind of tweak those ratios. So, like I said, we're going to focus around timing it around your training. Um, so, primarily, you want to focus on, if this is doable for you, and if, if this is something that you can adhere to, you want to try to time most of your carbs around your training, or most of your starchy carbs around your training. Because that's when your body is going to be most primed to utilize that. It's going to be most, most insulin, insulin sensitive. And remember, insulin is kind of that key that unlocks your muscle cells and allows the carbs to get in there to be stored as glycogen. And as we know, glycogen is the fuel for your training. So when you train, when you do physical activity, your insulin sensitivity is improved and your body is primed and ready to take in those carbs, take in those nutrients and utilize them effectively as fuel and for recovery, not as fat. Um, so that's why we wanna focus on timing most of your carbs around your training. Again, this is largely individual. So if you're a CrossFit athlete listening to this and you're pounding 400, 500 grams of carbs per day, it might not even be possible to time most of your carbs around your training. You might just have to split it up evenly throughout the day. But again, this is where periodization comes into play and when we break it up into phases. So you'll have some phases throughout the year where you're lower carb. So we'll, we'll be able to take advantage and restore insulin sensitivity and stuff like that. But if, you, if you're eating a lot of carbs per day, like if you're in a mass gaining phase, um, I don't know why I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> One second. But if you're in a mass gaining phase, 
Um, I know this is this is the ultimate guide to fat loss, but if you're in a mass gaining phase, then yeah, you're probably going to want to consume your carbs um, pretty evenly throughout the day. But in the context of fat loss, like in this series, um, you're probably again not going super low carb, but relatively, like relative to what you're used to, you're going to be in a deficit. You're going to be eating less than you're used to. So you'll have the ability to time those carbs around your training. And ideally, you want to have like 50 to 60% of your carbs in that pre and post workout training window. Um, that way, your body's going to be effectively um, able to utilize them as fuel and uh, recover more effectively from the training. And the better you're able to promote, promote recovery during a fat loss phase, the better off you're going to be. Because remember, you're not getting the overall calories in that are really necessary to fuel like optimal recovery. So every little thing that we can do to kind of aid that process is going to be beneficial. So that's where timing your carbs around your training session is going to be very, very helpful. Um, and it's kind of the opposite with fat. Like we want to time your fat, not around, around your training session, because again, like fat slows down your digestion. It's going to affect your ability to utilize those carbohydrates as um, for recovery and to refuel as quickly. So we don't want to be putting a ton of fat around your workout, especially pre-workout, because that's just going to slow you down and, and make you feel um, sluggish and full. So you want to be aware of that. Instead, what I would recommend you do is time your, your fats in those meals, not around your workouts. So let's say you're training in the afternoon. Maybe for breakfast, you want to have a high fat, moderate to high protein, low carbohydrate meal. So this is going to keep your insulin response relatively at bay. Um, going to help you manage that insulin sens sensitivity. And you don't really need those carbs for fuel just yet. Now for lunch, let's say that's probably your pre-workout meal, assuming that you're training in the, like the mid to early afternoon. That's probably your pre-workout meal. So now you want to get some carbohydrates in, moderate to high carb meal, uh, with again, that moderate to high protein, that, that like even amount of protein throughout the day. Then after your training session, probably get, want to get some more carbs in. Uh, another high carb, moderate to high protein, rel relatively low fat meal, just so your body's able to effectively utilize those carbs for fuel and recovery during, during, your, after your training. Um, and then that last meal of the day, let's say meal number four, probably keep it pretty balanced. Um, but that would probably be another higher fat, moderate to high protein, maybe low to moderate carb meal, just depending um, probably more towards moderate, especially if you've already trained, you probably still want to get some carbs in there, but a good chunk of your carbs are going to go around your training. Just again, so your body can, act, um, so your body can, can utilize them as fuel. And that's really the main application for, for meal timing and nutrient timing. As far as when you want to eat pre-workout, just kind of touching on it briefly, I believe I've done another podcast on like how to fuel for pre-workout. So definitely go check that out. Um, but just briefly, you probably want to eat like 60 to 120 minutes, so an hour or two before you train. Less than an hour, you're probably not giving your body enough time to digest it. Um, your body really doesn't utilize the fuel that you that you eat um, for at least like four hours. So even if you eat an hour or two, you're not necessarily using it during your training, but it's going to be able, available to be utilized after your training. Um, so that's that on a side tangent, that's why getting your total calories in is very, very important, just so you can make sure you're fueled going into your training. That pre-workout meal isn't necessarily going to be utilized as fuel. Um, but that's a side tangent. As far, I kind of lost my train of thought again, where I was going to go with that. 
but um yeah i honestly have no idea where i was going with that so i apologize but like i said just timing your carbs around your training session is going to be a great way to actually allow your body to utilize them effectively um just because that insulin sensitivity is enhanced around your training around physical activity um, and then we want to time our fats further away from training just because we don't want to slow down that digestion and it's going to help you keep help keep you a little bit more satiated um, and then obviously protein throughout the day during a fat loss phase especially is very very helpful just because that's going to help keep you satiated keep you from feeling hungry um because protein is very satiating um it's very hard to overeat protein like for example try eating 12 ounces of chicken breast you're not going to be able to that's going to be hell but if you try eating like three cups of rice that's doable that's not a that's not really a challenge like during my bulk i would do that very easily um so just that's why you want to get protein in with every meal just to keep yourself satiated and yeah i believe that pretty much wraps it up like like i said the main application for meal timing is as an adherence tool so i know you can time your carbs around your workouts um and that's cool and all that'll get you some benefit that will help out um but if you're just getting started look at splitting it up evenly throughout the day now at least try that for a week see like where you wish you had more calories like for example i used before um like if you wish you had a higher calorie dinner because you like eating more at dinner maybe shift some of your calories from that afternoon snack or your lunch to dinner so that way you have more calories available to you then but just starting off i would recommend splitting it up evenly throughout the day both calories and macros and then as you get more advanced you might want to consider timing your carbs around your workouts especially if you're an athlete, um, like a crossfitter or a basketball player or a soccer player, football player, et cetera. Um, if you're training and you're like kind of leaning down, but you still want to maintain performance, that's where timing your carbs around your training, timing your nutrients is going to be very, very beneficial. So that way you can, that's just another thing you can do to help kind of maintain your performance as you go through this cut. And again, that's where periodization comes into play. And if you haven't already, athlete's guide to nutritional periodization must read for you so definitely check that out down below i know i plugged it in the intro but just want to say it again um i go through all these strategies in that i'm talking about right now in even more detail in that book so definitely check it out um but i believe that brings us to the end of the episode there are some other applications for meal timing but really these are going to get you the biggest thing here about and that's what i want you to focus on i can make a whole other episode going way more in depth um, but really I just want to keep it simple. I want to keep it applicable. I don't want to overwhelm you. Um, if you have any questions about this stuff, if you don't want to take a deeper dive, just shoot me a DM. would love to have a conversation with you and help you out however I can as always. But hopefully this kind of help put you at ease that like, you don't need to stress too much about this. Just make it something that you can stick to easily and you'll be good. That's the biggest takeaway. So like I said, if you have any questions, if there's any way I can help you out personally, go ahead and um, just shoot me a DM on Instagram. If you want me to help you do this stuff like for you, essentially, just go ahead and click the link down below, apply for some coaching. I do you have a couple spots left? Um, that's just the easy way to take the guesswork out of it. So if you're interested, just go ahead, click down below. We'll hop on a free, free strategy call and get going from there. But regardless, if you have any questions at all, you know my inbox is always open. Just shoot me a DM, shoot me an email, however you want to contact me. Any way I can help you out personally, I'd be happy to. That's why I'm here. So never feel like you're bothering. Just ask any questions you have. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And next week will be the last installment. We'll talk about periodization and how you'll do that for fat loss, like implementing refeed days, implementing diet breaks, maintenance phases, gaining phases. Yes, that is necessary. 
Um, or not necessary, but it tends to be very helpful in getting the physique that you want. Um, we'll talk about all of that next week. So in the meantime, ask me any questions you have, reach out to me. And between now and then, another episode will, another two episodes will have dropped, I believe. Um, a guest episode on Friday. Not sure whose episode is dropping yet. I have a ton lined up. So going to be a good one for sure. And then Monday, I'm thinking of getting back to a QA, and um, I believe. Or no, Monday is going to be another case study. So I know you guys heard Max's case study a couple days ago. If you haven't already, and especially if you're an athlete, especially especially if you're a CrossFitter, go listen to that episode. It's like 18 minutes, so like it's not going to take a lot of your time. And if you want to hear from someone who's gone through the process and has just been killing it lately, listen to this episode. You won't regret it. So next week's going to be a case study with my guy Jackson, who is a basketball player at the college level, who is also killing it. So be on the lookout for that. But enough of me rambling. As always, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to tune in. Let me know if you have any questions, if there's any way I can help you out. And yeah, thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you next time.